This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Happy Mother's Day. If you're a grandma like me, it's extra special to be celebrated on Mother's Day and to celebrate the mother of your grandchildren. I'm Kathy Buckworth, and you are in for a mother of a show this week on GoToGrandma. I have four kids. I've had people tell me that's a lot. I never really thought it was, partially because I came from a family of four kids, and so did my husband, and partially because I'm good friends with someone who has six children. Now, that seems like a lot to me. That person is Julie Cole, and she's on the show today to talk about her brand new book, Like a Mother, Birthing Businesses, Babies, and Life Beyond Labels. That's right, Mabel's Labels which Julie co-founded with three friends, and it grew into a multi-million dollar business that was bought out by label giant Avery a few years ago. Julie hopes her book will inspire new moms, perhaps our daughters, raising our grandchildren to go for it in every aspect of their lives, and she'll talk about how grandparents can inspire entrepreneurship. A woman who definitely went for it and traveled all over the world to do it was Evelyn Hannon. Evelyn created Journey Woman, a resource for women traveling solo. Back in 1994, she launched with a newsletter, which grew to a website, which then included social media, as it became the resource for women traveling alone. Sadly, Evelyn passed away in the spring of 2020 after a three-year battle with cancer. But she left behind an amazing legacy, including her two successful daughters, Leslie and Erica M. Erica M. is a name well-known on the Canadian music and pop culture scene. As Canada's first female VJ on Much Music and then the founder of the must-visit mommy website, the Yummy Mummy Club, or YMC as it is now known, Erica has that same strong voice for women. Today she joins me to talk about the legacy of her mother for her kids, Evelyn's grandkids, and how she hopes they can continue to honor her work and forge a path forward for the grandkids Erica might have one day. You should know that Leslie M. is a marketing professional who just wrote a book called Swagger. Unleash everything you are and become everything you want. She is a strong role model for her two daughters as well. Powerhouse family. Our theme of powerful women continues with our Take 5 with RBC segment. As president and CEO of Royal Trust, Leanne Kaufman comes back on the show, this time to talk estate planning for women. This is part one of a two-part series. And now I just need some powerful coffee to get my energy level up to match these amazing women. Stay tuned for our Mother of a Mother's Day special. Julie Cole is up first. I'm Kathy Buckworth, and you're listening to Go To Grandma. Julie Cole is a recovered lawyer, mom of six, and co-founder of Mabel's Labels. She has helped her company bring their product to a worldwide market, gain media recognition, and win countless entrepreneur awards. Julie is a passionate entrepreneur, published author, regular television contributor, keynote speaker, and engaged community member and volunteer. She has just launched her first book, Like a Mother, Birthing Businesses, Babies, and a Life Beyond Labels. Good morning, Julie Cole. You have a new book I'm so excited for you. Tell me about the book and what inspired it. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, look, I'm really excited about it. It has been a long time in the making. Um, It's been on the, as you know, it's been on the to-do list Mm -hmm. for quite some time. And I think I finally got to it because with the lockdowns, with the pandemic, there was no travel. And, you know, 60% of people women actually took up a side hustle during the pandemic. So mm-hmm. this kind of became my side hustle during, <laughs> during the lockdown. And because I wasn't traveling, I thought, if, if not now, when? So yeah, 
started the book about a year ago writing. It's called Like a Mother. And really, it's it's just jam-packed with the whole Mabel's Label story, the story of you know, raising a family while raising a business and full of life hacks, mom hacks, and of course, lots of great business gems in there. Yeah. And it's, you know, you're funny because you have six kids, you work full time and you're looking for a side hustle. So you correct me up. (laughs) So you found the side hustle, you wrote the book. (laughs) Julie, I know that your grandma was very special to you and I know that she inspired you a great deal. She seemed to be quite a wit as well as just a truly inspiring lady. And so what role did your grandmother have in inspiring you to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, look, my grandma, um, actually, it's it's kind of generations of women because my grandma had a huge influence on me, and I can see already the influence my mom is having on my children. And so my grandma Lyons, who died a few years ago at the age of 101, mm-hmm. she was actually raised by a woman in Ireland who had 17 kids. <laughs> grandma was one of them. And she actually 21, but raised 17. And when her husband died, she took over the family farms and the family pub, and she was extremely entrepreneurial. And those businesses did even better after when she was, you know, running the show. Mm -hmm. So I think for my grandma witnessing that, and then when we started Mabel's Labels and we're entrepreneurial, I think my grandma was just such a supporter and such a cheerleader. And when many people are like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? You're going to make labels in a basement and make a law career? And, you know, there were a lot of naysayers, a lot of questions. Grandma was always just like, you know what? You've got this. You can do this. And even... You know, when I struggled with, you know, my son got diagnosed with autism, then she shared with me about raising my Aunt Joan, who has an intellectual Mm -hmm. disability, and how, you know, the day Joan was born, her entire life shifted and changed, and that child became the focus, and that impacted every decision that she made from there on in, and and that's what happened for me, too, when Mac was diagnosed with autism, that's when Mabel's Labels came about because I knew the traditional workforce wasn't going to suit us any longer. So, you know, having Grandma in my corner and providing the wisdom of her life and sharing it so freely while also being a cheerleader and a supporter. And I can even remember going to her because I was so concerned about one of my kids just because she was such a character and was driving me a bit crazy. And I thought, how am I going to get through? And and Grandma just grabbed my arm and said, mark my words, that child will be the best of the lot. <laughs> and I was just what I needed to hear in the yeah. moment. And she's right. Like, that kid is so great and such a joy. But in that moment when I was just feeling, like, so defeated with this yeah. kid... You know, she just she just inspired and encouraged. I won't tell your other kids that he's the best in the lot. We'll keep it between us. <laughs> they <know the> story. <laughs> but uh, you know, you have six kids, obviously. Um, do you yeah. see that entrepreneurial spirit passing through to them as well? You know, what I do see is that they are a little more gutsy. Mm-hmm. They're a little more willing to take risks. I see that they're proud of me, and you know, they're also really, really supportive. So it's it's kind of been a, a family affair. And I also think, you know, I think about my mom and the impact she's having on the kids Mm -hmm. and how that impacted the growth of the business. Like, without my mom uh, helping with these grandkids, I don't know what I would have done. Like, every entrepreneur knows that their best and first employee is their mother. Like, (laughs) my mom, you know, was always, if she hadn't been there with me with those kids in those early days, and, I mean, she was so involved in Mac's program, Mm -hmm. and she was part of the... That his autism team going to school meetings, like just such a supporter. And 
And also, yeah, at Mabel's Labels itself. I mean, there were times mom was in that basement herself, you know, Amazing. encouraging us, helping licking envelopes, doing what she needed to do to, to help us through. So really it has, I just see how like this intergenerational women supporting each other um, has been such, such a boost to, and a, this is why yeah. Mabel's Labels exists, honestly. Actually, I, I ran a baby and maternity consignment store in Calgary years ago and my mom, so same thing, used to literally go out and go to garage sales and send me shipments of clothes and oh. things to resell in the shops so with the same sort of support of that entrepreneurial spirit. So I'm going to flash you forward about uh, 10, 20 years, Julie Cole, you're a grandma. How do your grandkids describe you in a couple of words? <laughs> oh, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I am so, like, I'm not even, like, going to downsize my house because I'm, like, waiting <laughs> for it to be full with grandchildren. Um, how would they describe me? Uh, I don't know. I think they'd probably describe me the same way my kids do, which is like fun, a little crazy, <laughs> yep. but so loving and, you know, always there for them, but still have my own life, you know? Yeah, and that's a really good point. I think that's a really good point is showing our daughters and my daughter, of course, going through her own parenthood journey that you can still have a piece of yourself while you're raising two kids, six kids, whatever the number of kids. And you can still, as you say, find a side hustle, even with all this stuff on. And, and that's something that's just for us. And I think that is great role modeling for our kids, especially our girls who, you know, will one day mm-hmm. be mothers and look at how we mothered. Yeah. And, you know, I think and letting them see that we have ambition and we can be the same the same moms who are ambitious outside their home are the same moms who are ambitious inside their home with their families. That's a great way to end this discussion. Happy Mother's Day to you, Julie. And thank you for joining the show and good luck with the book. It is called Like a Mother, Birthing Businesses, Babies, and a Life Beyond Labels. And you can find it anywhere. Thanks, Julie. Take care. Thank you so much for having me, Kathy. Erica M. is the publisher of YMC.ca, a platform created for moms by moms and CEO of M&Co, an award-winning digital marketing agency that helps brands connect with moms. She recently co-founded the Inside Out Initiative, a not-for-profit created to help me-powered teens to find their passion, purpose, and potential. Visit ioi.live to learn more. Erica is one of the original stars of Much Music and produces a podcast called Reinvention of the VJ, where she interviews past stars of Much Music about their time on air and how they've been reinvented over the years. Erica is an entrepreneur, interviewer, author, playwright, award-winning songwriter, and sought-after speaker. She's also a proud mom of two teens and the daughter of the late, great Evelyn Hannon, grandmother to Jesse and Josh. Good morning, Erica M. Thanks for joining me on GoToGrandma this morning. I'm so happy to be here, especially considering the topic. Yes, the topic is, of course, your mom, whom I also knew, the late, great Evelyn Hannon, who was the founder of Journey Woman. But she was more than that, obviously, in your family. She was a wonderful grandmother to your two kids and to her other grandchildren as well. Yeah, she's a troublemaker. And so my my kids adored her. Yeah, so tell me about Evelyn and what she really meant to your grandkids. I know that's a big question, but share some memories if you can. Well, Kathy, I actually just spoke to my kids about three minutes ago. Yeah. And I said, tell me about Bubby and, you know, what she meant to you, what she taught you and all that kind of stuff. So I literally took notes. Nice. And it's funny because I made notes before our conversation and I wanted to confirm with my kids and they both said the exact same thing and they weren't in the same room. Oh, wow. So, yeah, my mom was a very strong, uh, had a very strong personality and I believe that she felt it was her role to mold her kids, her, her kids, 
and her grandkids Mm -hmm. to discover their passions in life and to give them the courage to do things that they love. Sound familiar? Knowing me, you know, I'm exactly (laughs) the same. But I watched her do it with my kids. And they literally said those kinds of things to me. That's so powerful, as you say, not only uh, hearing it from your kids, but also that's how Evelyn lived. She found her passion. It was every day. Well, that's the thing. And in fact, the both of them said to me, number one, Bubby was our role model. Mm-hmm. She literally lived such a powerful life. Powerful, not in a financial way, but in terms of discovering what she loved and doing it with so much joy. And she passed that on to my kids so that they are all looking for their own personal passion. Mm -hmm. And they know that they have, you know, my okay to, you know, go and live out your dreams. And so I am sure that both my kids, like my mom, are literally going to take an unconventional path. And when I say literally, it's because when I ask them, what did Bubby pass on to you? They both said, a love of travel. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And in fact, my daughter just went to Costa Rica for the first time by herself. Mm -hmm. She's 18. She went for three weeks and she's going to go back again in a couple of weeks. She's paying for it by herself. And she knows that this is because Bubby would be proud of her. Oh, that's so nice. And my son wants to be a travel writer (laughs) and a travel journalist and a photographer my daughter also is studying photography, like my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom sort of imbued that visual sensibility and the ability to look at the world around you as you walk around and actually see it. And the other thing that my mom taught them was not only a love of, but a, a great skill in storytelling. Mm-hmm. Both my kids are incredibly gifted as writers. Now, yes, of course, it sort of permeated through me, but my mom would sit with them and tell them hours of kooky stories. (laughs) She would just sit there and make up a story on the spot all the time. She would grab their attention. And, you know, I mentioned it recently to my dad, and my dad said, because they're divorced Mm -hmm. a long time, he goes, I don't remember her telling stories like, oh, my God, Daddy, she was a master storyteller. And she would kind of put the kids into almost like a trance. They were hanging on every word because kooky Bubby just showed up (laughs) and oh, the stories she would tell. I was going to say, Erica, that you'll have big shoes to fill as a grandmother, but you're also obviously an amazing storyteller and writer yourself. And I had the opportunity to travel with your mom a couple of times and once was to New York City, and I was there when she took one of her cutie of the day pictures. Do you remember those? Yeah. <laughs> and I just love the way she would find, you know, people to talk to that intrigued her and hear their stories. So she was not only a great storyteller, she was a great story listener, which is just as important. It's funny you say that because when I asked Josh who is a man of few words, (laughs) how would you describe Bubby? And he said that, you know, she taught him about photography. And I said, how? And it's, well, how I look at the world and how I treat people. And I said, well, talk to me a bit more about that. And he said, it's how to connect with people through the camera, Uh how to act and how to be nice to people. And that is exactly what you just referred to. Mm -hmm. It's just 
reaching out to people on the street. And Jessie talked about that, too. She gave me the confidence to talk to strangers on the street. And then she laughed and goes, oh, that doesn't sound No, I was just going to say that. Go talk to strangers. (laughs) The opposite of every parenting advice, right? (laughs) I know, but that's, you know, you can't look at everybody as a threat. You look at them as a potential sort of collaborator in the story of your life. Mm -hmm. And she really sort of infused my kids with that kind of the world is your oyster. I was going to ask, you know, what qualities do you see in your kids that Evelyn had? But obviously you've described quite a few of them. If you could describe Evelyn in a couple of words that you see in your kids, what would they be? Role model, Mm -hmm. storyteller. I don't know. Those are the two two big ones. Yeah. She just had a, a unique way of seeing the world and living her life. She was unconventional. She lived her dreams. And that is a great legacy to leave us with. Absolutely. And I know, Erica, that she was extremely proud of you and your sister, Leslie, and of her four grandchildren. And I really thank you for sharing these memories with us and showing us that, you know, we really have to listen to our grandkids. We have to share our stories. They are interested, in fact, in our lives. So I think that's a really important thing to take going forward. And if we want to find more information about you, of course, we can go to ericam.com and we can find you on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, everywhere Erica M is. Thanks so much for joining me today, Erica. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks, Kathy. Thanks. Leanne Kaufman is president and CEO of the Royal Trust Corporation of Canada and the Royal Trust Company. She is responsible for the strategy and overall management of RBC Royal Trust, which provides wealth protection and transfer solutions across generations to high net wealth Canadian families. A lawyer by profession, Leanne brings more than 15 years experience, knowledge and a client centric focus to the business. Good morning, Leanne. Thanks for coming back on this show today to talk about this really important topic of estate planning for women. Good morning, Kathy. It is common for women to live longer than their male counterparts. What impact does this longevity have on women for their own financial security? Well, first of all, women may need their money to last for quite a few years longer than their male counterparts. But at the same time, they might find that they actually have less financial independence, particularly if if they happen to step Mm -hmm. out of the workforce for any caregiving purposes, either for their kids or for older relatives at any point. Also, because we tend to outlive our our male partners, we will likely also at some point be responsible for the full weight of the family finances if we aren't already in that position. So, you know, this may be a new role for some women. So we really need to make sure that we're financially literate and and knowledgeable about, about that aspect of things. And then finally, I would say living longer means you know, that we also have the chance of developing caregiving needs ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it's important for us and our care in our later years to make sure we've kind of well-documented our wishes and what our intentions are through things like powers of attorney. Yeah, great points, especially, you know, I do have quite a few friends who don't know what's happening financially in their in their own homes, and that's really, now's the time to get that sort of under control as well. Yeah. And traditionally, women are and continue to be the caregivers of the family, as you discussed. What advice do you have for the women who are in this role? Well, they should really be considering their own financial future, as, as I mentioned in, in the first question, and trying to mitigate any negative impact that that caregiving role may have on on their financial futures. So, for example, you know, women might end up with lower pensionable earnings if they do take a step back from 
the workforce to be a caregiver for a period of time. So to the extent possible, just being mindful of this and maybe, you know, trying to outsource some of the, some of the caregiving mm-hmm. or finding programs so that they can really limit that risk to their own financial future if, if they have the option to do that. And, and then, you know, to help them in their role and to ease that burden, it, it would be great if they could also be encouraging the loved ones that they might be caring for to have their own plans in place so that it's less work for them when they're already, you know, probably emotionally charged and exhausted, not having to navigate a whole bunch of other legal Mm -hmm. processes or so on would be much better for them. Well, that's a great point. So as we're talking here, some amazing points in terms of, you know, managing your own financial plan, but also the caregiving of, of your loved ones. So what would you like women to take away from our conversation today? Well, I think women, we really do need to protect ourselves through comprehensive retirement and estate planning that should include at least, you know, two areas of consideration. So first, like we talked about the impacts of being Mm -hmm. both a caregiver and a care receiver, thinking about what those financial impacts will be to their financial independence, if they do have to step away, and then also, you know, have they given thought to the cost associated with being the recipient of care. Mm-hmm. And then the second area being the impacts of outliving our partners, uh, if we have one. So what will happen if the family's wealth is fully transferred to the woman? You know, are we prepared to take on the full management of that if we're not doing it already? And, and then, of course, what changes might that have to our lifestyles if we outlive our partners. So, you know, will our living arrangements need to change? Will be will there be less money to live off or or possibly, you know, more as a single? So revisiting those estate plans and, and the correlated will and power of attorney documents would be required. And so again, just, you know, thinking about it as, as early as possible and documenting those intentions with support from the professionals who, who do this all the time. Well, thanks again, Leanne, for joining us as part of our Take 5 with RBC series. And if we want to look up more information, we can certainly go to rbc.com slash royal trust. Thanks again for all your valuable advice. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Kathy. Have a great day. You too. Well, that was a motherload of advice and information, fun and facts as usual, on the subject of motherhood and by extension, grandmotherhood. In order to be a grandmother, typically, you've gone through the motherhood stages, and whether that's to one child or six, you've been responsible for the guidance and upbringing of a human being. And now that human being may be having their own motherhood or fatherhood experience, and you can be in the guidance counselor position. Our role as grandparents is not to direct the upbringing of the new generation, rather to guide when asked and to provide a role model when required, which is always We should be sharing our motherhood experiences with our own daughters as they navigate the world of parenting, as much as it has changed over the years. My own 30-year-old daughter raising my two grandsons is an advocate of research-based parenting, taking a very scientific and studied approach to raising children. I love it. It makes sense, and she's doing a great job. I'll admit on the Myers-Briggs test, I'm more of a feeler than a thinker, so I admire her measured responses to the toddler and baby years. It's fascinating to watch. And I hope that she is inspired by my approach to life as well, as she saw me have three other children after her and change professions about a dozen times. We all have our own paths through motherhood, but the examples and options we see from those who've gone ahead of us hopefully give us inspiration. Pretty deep episode, eh? I'd like to thank Erica M. and Julie Cole for joining me today. 
Full disclosure, I have been very good friends with these amazing women for more than a decade and continue to be in awe of their accomplishments, both on and off the motherhood scale. I also had the opportunity to travel on more than one occasion with Erica's mom, Evelyn, during my travel writing days. Leanne Kaufman's perspective on estate planning for women was the perfect capper to our discussions on taking ownership of our paths. Next week on GoTo Grandma, we are going to look at what it's like to be a single grandma with award-winning author, communications advisor, and speaker, Mona Andre. What are the special challenges around being a single grandma, and what are the rewards? Claudia Leroy is an expert travel writer with a new book called A Gelato a Day, a family travel anthology. She's going to tell us all about the benefits of skip-gen travel, or traveling with your grandkids, but without their lovely but pesky parents along for the ride. Why do it? What should you look out for? Where should you go? Great tips to help you plan a fun summer getaway. And our Take 5 with RBC series dives into a topic everyone is talking about today as we discuss the result of the RBC Home Ownership Poll. Thanks for stopping by. I'm always glad when you do. Look forward to sharing some more fun and facts on next week's show. I'm Kathy Buckworth, and you've been listening to Go To Grandma. Enjoy your grand journey. Share your thoughts on this show with us. You can find Kathy on Twitter at Kathy Buckworth or email her, Kathy at KathyBuckworth.com. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.